Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another illustrious episode of the whatever you want to call a podcast with your host and me, Marquise Nash. I'm a little late on like the podcast. Well, I usually not late on the sense of like late. I'm I'm, I'm doing this a little early on Friday because I have a little something to do on Saturday. So I mean, in, in upcoming Saturdays that I usually do it, it actually the schedule will change. It's gonna be still Tuesdays, but I will be doing the podcast a little bit early on Fridays now instead of sun, uh, Saturday. It's gonna be uh, Tuesdays and um, Fridays now. So the schedule going to change just a little bit, just a little smidget, but I will be posting on X6PM every Friday, I mean, every Saturday. I will be posting it on Saturday, though. So, I mean, just, you just got to wait a little bit for it. It will be posted on every Saturday, but I will be uh, recording it on Friday. So, I mean, that's just a little bit. But it will be the same. We will be the same still. You still get the same me, so it, just, it don't really matter. I actually might post it today. Well, forget it. This is what I'm going to do. Instead of posting it every Saturday, that's what I was going to do. Instead of posting it every Saturday, I will be posting it every Friday, or like right away. So, I mean, you can get to see it even more because I know people have been begging for me to just do it. I've, I've been really uh, contemplating uh, contemplating to change my um, days when I uh, post my podcast. So, I might pop, I'm going to post my podcast immediately as soon as I get done with what I'm doing today. So, I mean, it's going to be even earlier. So I usually will post it. If I was going to post it today on Friday, I would have probably posted it at six, but I'm doing a little late because I've watched the Monkey Bus game. So I want to get a little game in just to give you something to talk about, give me something to talk about and give uh, you guys something to talk about. And plus two free NBA free agency just came up. So NBA and a little bit of NFL free agency just came up. So I want to talk about that today. Um, on the podcast, so let's talk about it on the podcast today. So we have an NBA trade. We're gonna talk about NFL trades a little later, but NBA trades. Oh well, this is what happened. Denver is our our acquiring center, Cleveland center, uh, Javon McGee for Isaiah Harden, Harden sign, and two first first not first round, but two future second round picks for uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, also. Um, Houston Rockets are trading Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat. Uh, oh, that's by Arjun Wardenowski. He posted that. Got the Rockets acquiring for Avery Bradley and Kelly Orlenic for, and a, uh, 2022 first round pick swap rights, uh, that include Brooklyn Nets pick. We also got, uh, Rondo getting traded to the LA Clippers for six men of the year, Lou Williams and two second round picks. We have, Boston Celtics finalizing a deal with well, they already kind of got the deal off. Um, this is a little old, so they already kind of finalized it already. But they have a deal where they traded uh, traded for Evan Fournier for two second round picks ahead of Thursday's uh, deadline, and already happened this Friday, so it already happened. Um, we also got Nikola Vucevic and Amino Farouk Amino. I mean Al Farouk Amino. Uh, also with Nikola Vucevic have got traded to the Chicago Bulls. For and then the Bulls are sending Wendell Carter and Otto Porter in a first round first round picks in 2021 and 
to the Magic. We also got George Hill getting traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, a part of a three-way deal involving the OKC Thunder, the New York Knicks. Uh, so that Hill is getting traded to the 76ers in exchange for Tony Bradley in the second round, second round picks in 2025 and 2026. The Sixers will receive Ingus, I don't know his name, I'm going to butcher it, Ingus, Brad Diggisk, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to really go over that, but you know what I mean if you know if y'all from them cities. Uh, we have New Orleans Pelicans have agreed to a trade with J.D. Reddick to the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Um, we also got Toronto traded Norma Powell to the uh, Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. We also got uh, in the Chicago Bulls a, a, a three-team trade with the Washington Wizards, then the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls acquire the Boston Celtics uh, trade off Daniel Tice and guard Javante Green and forward Troy Brown Jr. in exchange for Wizards center Daniel Gafford on forward Chandler Hutchison. And while the Celtics will take take big uh, two bigs, Luke Cornett and uh, Mort, Mortis Wagner. I'm not going to sound I butcher his name. So those are the trades for this week. I probably butcher a lot of them. So if you don't really understand what I just said about that last name, just look it up. Yeah, it's, I, let me try to say his name again. His name is, okay, I, uh, it's uh, Mortez, not Mortez, Moritz Wagner. Um, yeah, I just said, for example, I just said for short, Mo Wagner. Y'all probably get it. He played for the Wickers, uh like briefly. So I, that's probably where you probably know the name from, but. Yeah, uh, he played tonight, balled. I mean, he balled out, but he only played a couple minutes. They, the Celtics won, so I mean, that's just that's just what it is. I'm, I will go over the score, but I'm a little devastated right now that the Bucks lost, so I'm not gonna go over the score like that. I'm gonna say the Celtics actually are really good. The Mo Wagner deal, that's gonna be really good for them. Evan Fournier is actually gonna be really good. That adds uh, more shooting to their bench that they really need. Because I mean, and two, I, I really feel like the Celtics. I don't know what's interesting about the Celtics is. Even though they won that uh, today, it was like, okay, I know they, I get they won or whatever, but I just feel like they're still missing something. They're still missing them. And I think that Andre Drummond buyout that's happening, uh, this, uh, I think come this today it happened. He got bought out by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that's going to be really big for any team that whoever gets them, if it's the Lakers or if it's, uh, the Celtics. So that's going to be really big for them. Um, I, I really feel like if the Celtics get them, that that put I don't put I don't think they're gonna put them as a contender just yet because I think the Nets are just overly better than everybody right now, especially with a healthy KD. I mean, if you get an eighty five percent KD, that's good enough for you. I mean, that's good enough for the Nets. So for me, I just feel like man, the Nets, and I, I'm I I don't like giving the truth like this because I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, but I just feel like the Nets are just overly just better. I think the Bucks can give them a fight. If a seven-game series came down, I'm I'm saying six or seven. But what's the tipping factor about the Nets is KD. It's not uh, the X factor of this whole thing is KD. And without KD, the Nets wouldn't. I don't think the Nets are going to make it to the NBA Finals or even get out of the East. I mean, because James Harden is great, Kyrie is great, but KD is just that nuclear weapon that makes them just unstoppable. Because you got James Harden that can go off the dribble, that can make any get his own shot. That can assist, that can rebound. You got Kyrie that got the handles of a god, as of a, a Greek god, and then you got Katie that just uh, just all right nuclear bomb. He's just like 
I mean, we were just talking about, I was just talking about Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. I mean, that's pretty much what God, KD is. He's King Kong and Godzilla. I mean, this guy is just amazing. He's a, a legit mid-range shooter. He's a knockdown shooter, consistent shooter, and he's a three-point threat. He can post up. I mean, what can this guy can't do? I mean, he's a 50-40-90 guy. I mean, he shoots the free throws at 90%. I mean, it's, it's nothing that is really – he has really no flaw, really. I mean, other than you can say, okay, defense, but, I mean, that's beside the point. I mean, when you got two elite shooters like that that's on your team with Kyrie and uh, James Harden, you don't really need defense. I mean, you need defense, of course. Defense, I feel like defense wins you games. But I think shooting when you championship. So, I mean, ask that to KD and the uh, Golden State Warriors. I mean, they had a hell of a lot of shooting, and that won them the series. I mean, they and they played defense too, of course. Defense when you possessions, and I think it'll win you a game sometimes, and it'll bring you back in a game if you're down. But ultimately, shooting when you wins wins you series, and when you get wins you games sometimes from time to time. So for me, I just feel like that that's what makes. The Nets really good, and I I hate to give that truth, but that's what I'm feeling right now. I, and I don't want to be that be that truthful because I love my Bucks. I, people know I talk about my Bucks as much as anybody else, but and I'm a, I'm a fan to the day I die. But for me, it's just I just don't see anybody beating the Nets out of coming out the. I mean, I can see somebody making it difficult because the. And I think about this, I would I just got to really see more of KD. And Kyrie and James Harden together. It just what that's what's confusing me is that I always want to see, and I hope, I hope, I pray to God that KD is back when uh, the Bucks play the Nets next Wednesday. I just pray because I just want to see more of that. Because for me, if I can see more of KD and KD and uh, uh, James Harden and Kyrie play together, I will. It will be better off. I can give a, a legit reason. Okay, this is the reason why. But the only legit reason why I can say the Nets are overly better because of KD, which I mean that's not a good that's a, that's not a bad reason. Of course, that's not a a bad reason at all. But for me, it's just I I just I want to believe in a Philly. I want to believe in my Milwaukee Bucks. But the Nets are looking really compellingly good. And uh, for me, if they get Andre Drummond, and that's going to and Andre Drummond can really go to any team. He can go to Boston. He can go to the Lakers. And he can go to the Nets. Those are with three good compelling teams that he can go to that he can know he's going to get some shine. But for me, the best bet for Andre Drummond is probably go to the ball is go to Boston. The best bet, the best fit for him is Boston. The Lakers are good. I think the Lakers still need a big man. They realize that now with not, them not having or them not being that big. I mean, they last game they played against something Philly. Their biggest guy was, I mean, the white when the white got ejected. Their biggest guy was, what's the guy name? He wanted, he's like a shooter. What's his guy name? Uh, I'm gonna say Tony Bradley. He got traded actually, but that biggest guy was like six nine, the uh six nine Ben Simmons. So it was like, for me, it's like they realized, like no, that was actually Philly. Actually, Philly got injected. I was I got the wrong team, but the Lakers actually were kind of small. But even though they were still kind of small, because Marcus saw. I mean, Marcus Hawkins, he can actually be a great big man and post up, but he doesn't. That's how much I, I forgot about the Lakers and their big man. They got big men, but their big guy, Marcus Hall, doesn't play like a big guy. He plays like a, a shooting guard, which is cra really crazy. And he's kind of like almost, uh, in a sense, he's playing point guard because now that you don't have LeBron and you, you don't really have a point guard like that, 
who's going to initiate offense, really? You really don't have nobody that's on the Lakers that can initiate offense. LeBron is usually the guy that initiates offense, but he's not there. LeBron is usually the one that initiates offense, but he's with the Clippers now. So it's crazy that how the Lakers are going to survive. But they play the, uh, I think, who they play tomorrow? They play a bad team tomorrow. They, I think they were playing a bad team today, too. But it, it's just, I, I really feel like this is a time where the Lakers, the crazy thing is the Lakers are, like, in a good seat. And crazy thing is because even though the Lakers are right now, uh, like, their fourth seed, with, which is, I kind of I think it's kind of scary seed because anybody really can come out that West, really, if you really want to tell the truth. But if LeBron and AD is healthy, it's the Lakers. There, it's the Lakers to lose. Really, it, it's like that's the um, <laughs> the truth right there. If the Lakers are healthy, it's the Lakers to lose and everybody else to win. I mean, it's it, it's, it's that's all it is, man. It's it's that not that really that hard because the Lakers are just had that that person in like LeBron that just like he's that cherry on top. That's the same way I feel about KD. And you know how I remember I was watching um. I was watching, not even watching, I was watching a, a cooking channel. I'm sorry, I'm getting an analogy. I'm hungry, too. I just ate, but I'm hungry. I'm a little hungry, too. So I'm going to get a food analogy right now. But you know how when you, your mom cooks you that food or your grandmother cooks you that food, and you're like, man, it's missing something. And your grandma kind of hides a little bit, and she put some, that little something in there, and then you taste it again. you like, oh, what was that you just put in there? That just put some, like, extra kick in it. And your grandma say, no, I ain't going to tell you. And then you don't know. You Got to find out later on when she passes away, and you find out what the the, the secret recipe. That's that's what KD, KD is and LeBron is for their teams. They're the secret recipe. They're the thing that you just don't know. What the crazy thing is, you know what it is. It's not even like a a, a, a open, it's not like an open secret or something. Like it's not like it's a it's a secret you don't know until somebody passes away or until somebody passes the torch like KD and say, okay, this is what I do to win games. Like you already know what he does. It's, it's out there for the open. It's out there for everybody to see. So it's not even like it's a it's a secret. You know it already. So that's the difference about what KD and LeBron and what Giannis could be for his team. They could be that X factor. They could be that guy. They could be that that person that puts them over the top. That's what KD does for the Nets. Like I said before, the Nets are not a good team. <laughs> they are a good team with they're I, I would say this. They're a playoff team with just James Harden and Kyrie. But they are a Playoff, they are a a finals team, uh, NBA finals champion with KD. KD is what makes them that great. And it's now no offense to James Harden. James Harden playing like an MVP this year. He got 44 tonight. I mean, he's balling since KD and Kyrie been out. So, I mean, I'm not going to give no, like, no, no flack or I'm not going to give no, uh, no negative thoughts about James Harden because I was the first one. I'm, I can say this. I'm the first one. I ain't gonna say I. I was like I didn't believe in James Harden, but I'm like this gotta work. I'm like this, you try to do this experiment with Chris Paul and James. You try to do the experiment with I mean Chris with Chris Paul, and it didn't work out. You try to do the experiment with Russ, that it didn't work out. And now you're doing it with KD and Kyrie. I'm like this gotta work out because if it don't, I mean what or what can you do after this? Like if this doesn't work out, where y'all don't win a championship now or in the next three years, what are you gonna do now? Like what as James Harden. What are you going to do then when, if the next three years, because that's why I'm going to give them the next three years, because uh, this year, even though they're supposed to win it this year and they're supposed to win this year, I just feel like it, it's, I put, people are putting too much pressure on them because it's like, especially with them kind of players. I mean, they got chemistry, so I'm going to put as much pressure on them as possible and people are going to put much, much, as much pressure on them as possible because they star players on a star team. 
and they're supposed to win. They got a star uh, coach in Steve Nash. So for me, I think uh, I, that's enough. For, uh, they got a lot of pressure on them. So I'm not going to give them as and – and they got a lot of pressure. But the teams that really have a lot of pressure is the, the Milwaukee. Because Milwaukee, if they don't do nothing this year, if they don't at least get past the second round this year, I'm looking at Giannis a little different. I'm like, okay, Giannis, you got two years. Uh, you got two years at it. Last year, you kind of failed failed us a little bit. With, I mean, two years in a row, two three years in a row, you number one. You're you're the top seed, and you failed us both times. So I'm just looking at Giannis a little bit. I say, okay, you 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 uh, you say you want to stay here, but I mean, and that's I, and this is not a diss to Giannis because I don't feel like a diss to Giannis, but it's not. It's just I just we got to be realistic. And we got to be real in the show, and I have to be real in the show. Giannis hasn't proved us to nothing yet. I mean, he he he's great in the regular season, but can the regular season success that the Bucks have and Giannis have can this uh, translate to the playoffs? And that's what I talked about on my last podcast is about just translating this to the playoffs. If the Bucks can translate this success in the playoffs, they're one of the teams to beat in the playoffs. They're going to be. Right there with the Nets, and I feel like if Giannis plays like the MVP he he is in the All Star game and the MVP he is this game I mean, in this season, I mean I feel like James Harden has a little bit of, uh a little bit of say about that, and Jokic has a little bit to say about that. And if LeBron comes back and set the world on fire, he's gonna have something to say about it. And Dame can't better about worry about Dame Dollar if he comes back. I mean he's coming back, he already came back, but if he goes on a terror and sets the world on fire, which he already is. He has something to say about it. So I mean, this is gonna be, this is gonna be interesting. And the Bucks, I mean, Giannis didn't play that well tonight either. I mean, good, good job on the uh, the Celtics. Uh, the they played them. They usually played Giannis pretty good with Marcus Smart and Sammy Ojale. They usually play them Giannis pretty good most of the for the most part. But sometimes he goes off and has them little times where he goes off. But for the most part, the Celtics play him really good. So I mean, that's and that I think the teams are starting to find out Giannis. A little bit, but Giannis. What the good thing about Giannis is about this year, his his ability to pass efficiently and his ability to pass on time is that's what's key this year, and that's what's different about this year, and that's why he's averaging a career high six assists this year, which is great for the Bucks. But I need Giannis to do more, and I'm sorry to put that much pressure, but we expect more for Giannis. Giannis approves every year on something. I think this year, this we need to see something. Elf, we do not see. We do. We're not. We do not want to see a demo. Definitely don't want to see a first round exit. We do not want to see a second round exit. We want you to go to either finals or bust. For me, I'm sorry. I want to put that much pressure on Giannis, and I feel like Giannis is going to exceed that pressure, and I think Giannis is going to take advantage of that pressure. And I love that Giannis and the Bucks are under the radar, and people are talking about the Nets and Philly because now it's like, okay, that's pressure on them. Puts less pressure on Giannis to develop his game and. He, they're under the radar. They're about third seed, I think, with this loss. They're about third seed right now. So for me, I like the press. I like that the books are under the radar because now it's less pressure for Giannis. But at the same time, when Giannis comes in and goes to the playoffs, he needs to play like the MVP he is, like he played the two years ago. I mean, two years ago and 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 this year actually. Matter of fact, forget two years ago how he's playing right now, with the exception of these last two games against the Celtics, he's been playing pretty good. Like he's been. On near a triple double every game, so I mean I'm loving this by Giannis, but at the same time I feel like Giannis needs to develop. I don't think a, a people say a jump shot, but I just think a secondary move. I got more post ups. More I don't really need to see Giannis. I mean, of course I want him to initiate the offense some, from time to time, 
But I don't we have, that's why we have Drew Holiday and that's why Chris is playing well like he is. I think if the Bucks, if I'm the Bucks, I'm gonna go up I'm not done with trades right now. I would try to go after Jeff Teague. Of course, we said about Isaiah Thomas, but Jeff Teague is most likely with a buyout with the the team he's on right now. I think I don't know what team he's on. I forgot. I really didn't look at the trade, but whatever team he's on right now, they're gonna most likely do a buyout, so he should be free. So I mean, if I'm the Bucks, I'm I would try to go after Jeff Teague a little bit just to get that extra point guard coming off the bench since we got away to Georgia. Matter of fact, Georgia is on the. Celtics, I mean, not Celtics, but Philly right now. And we play, we play Philly, like, I think two weeks from now. So that's going to be really good. And, and I mean, in games like this where we get beat, we actually were getting beat bad. And we ended up being close the same way from yesterday. We, we were beating the Celtics bad. And they ended up catching up and ended up almost winning at the end. So what's crazy is about this whole thing is that we play to get the team like the Knicks, which our crazy thing is I don't think the Knicks are going to be an easy out at all. They're not going to be easy out. We played them well. We played Julius Randle well, and he play. He's playing like like an old school uh, Zach Randolph man. I I don't crazy thing is I when soon as I saw him play this year, as soon as I saw a clip of it, I'm like, dude, that's Zebo all day, man. Like that's Zebo all day. He's a lefty too, man. You can't really guard lefties, man. He's playing awesome, man. I would not be surprised if he got some. He got to get some type of word, like comeback player of the year or something. I mean, he got to get something like a. He got to get something. He's playing too good right now for me to. For me not to not give him some type of war, like a, I don't say come back at a bad play of the year. He got to give me something. He got to get something because he's playing awesome this year, man. He's like, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's not comeback player because he's probably having that, they had that many points or something like that. He got to have most, most improved player of the year or something like that. He got to get a, you know, he got to get a most improved player of the year award or something. I mean, he's been playing well, man. And that's what I just, I love about that. And I love that the Knicks are still a playoff team. And I love, even though I'm not a Knicks fan, and speaking of Knicks fan, and speaking of Knicks overall, did y'all hear about uh, the owner, James Dolan, dumbass? And I don't mean to call people dumbass, but he's a dumbass. I mean, this guy got handed the ownership by his, his daddy, which you, as an owner, you both okay to stay out the way. The, the Nets, I mean the Nets, but the Knicks were playing well when you won in attendance or when you won in a when you wasn't like a like a, a topic, but now you stuck your big ass head, your small short Oompa Loompa head out, and I'm sorry to call him Oompa Loompa, but he looks like a a freaking bearded, bearded Oompa Loompa, like his bearded Oompa Loompa self. He reared his head back out and did some dumb stuff, stuff like banning a fan or uh, kicking out a fan because he had a a banned. Dolan shirt on. I mean, that's just ridiculous, and that's just stupid. That's that is that really, really pissing me off. And that that's back when I talked about like two episodes ago or two podcast episodes ago about ownership. This is what I'm talking about. This this is the main reason why some of these teams cannot get over that hump. Because I'm shout out to Mike Thibodeau and that GM and the GM. They're trying to change the culture to a back to the winning culture when they had. Melo and when they had Charles Oakley and John Starks and them guys, they, they're trying to come back. They're trying to be relevant again. And you got an owner like James Dolan sticking his big ass head in a way, putting himself back into attention instead of putting the attention on the Knicks being great this year and the Knicks being a playoff team this year. Instead of focusing yourself on that, you focus on your egotistic mind. In your mind, you got to say, Oh, I got to. Put my attention back. Just because a fan puts a band jersey on and 
come to the t because you really should get banned. I mean, you banning Charles Oakley, a whole legend in these streets. You got a whole legend like Charles Oakley. You you're not even like you banning him. Like it's 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 utter ridiculous about just what he does. It just it pisses me off and it infuriates me because I see the Knicks as a team that if they just put some pieces around them, more pieces around them, and you wonder why KD didn't come. You wonder why Kyrie said no. You wonder why KD said hell no. You wonder why these guys didn't come because of shit like that. Because of, and I'm not being, because a lot of people talked about this and it was a little filtered. I'm not going to be filtered because I don't really give a damn about James Dolan. I, I, I give a fuck about the Knicks, but I don't really give a damn about James Dolan. You finally, finally got out of the, the shadow of, of Phil Jackson and that, and that whole mess. But now you find now that you finally get out of that that mess of of uh, Phil Jackson, now you bring in James Dolan. Self, I mean, it just it really, 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 really pisses me off that that stuff like that happens, and it just infuriates me. It, it it makes it just it just makes my feet itch. It makes me just get out in hives when I see that. Like it just it make like I said before to most. Many people that get on my nerves kick rocks with your socks off. That's what James Zone needs to do. Just kick rocks with his freaking socks off. And it just, it, I don't know, man. I don't really want to talk anymore about it, but it just, the more I think about it, the more I want him just to just, just get kicked. Just go, go somewhere. Go spend time with your grandkids. That's what I said about the same thing I feel about these other owners in the NFL. Just go spend time with your kids. That's what you need to do. I'm going to spend time with your grandkids because that's the best bet. That's the best thing you can do right now. The owners like this suck the life out of these teams. These teams are busting their ass. You got Julius Randle playing his his life out. This man is balling. This man is giving you 25 and 10 every game, getting triple doubles every game. You got guys like, like uh, what's his name? You got uh, R.J. Barrett. He's balling, man. Like, you got people that's that's playing. Like, you got quickly. That's a, a upcoming star that you have on your team. And you... Uh, owners like this suck the life out of these teams. And when they finally get what they need out of these teams, or they just leave in the night and just leave the teams in ruins. And that's that pisses me off. That just that's irritating. That is very irritating. And I don't know why he's still in the league. And I'm if I'm the if I'm the Knicks, if I'm the like the Knicks ownership, can we do a thing where y'all get rid of him? Like y'all have a vote. Like why can't players have a vote and like a say so and like okay. Can we get this dude out? Because that's that's really the negative about the Knicks right now. It's not their team. The team is playing great. They they play. They're playing awesome right now. I mean, they're not the best. They're not. They're in a playoff spot, so that's good enough for me. And they're they've been balling as of late. So for me, it's that's the only negative about the Knicks right now. That ain't no. It's not. And for right now, as a Knicks fan, you should be glad. You should be happy because you have a team. You're in the playoffs. You might not go far, but you're in the playoffs. You're back to somewhat of prominence in New York. You're instead of being in the ruins or whatever. So now that you're in prominence, you got a guy like James Dolan that can't get out of his damn way and just sit down and go be an owner and just just go, just go away. Don't even come out for nothing. Just be like a like a, 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 a groundhog that only pop out over so often. Like don't 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 come out at all. Don't come out on certain days. Let's just, let's just say that. And when in certain days, just come out. When when a team ain't playing, and when you do come out, don't do nothing. Just sit there. Just don't do nothing. Don't make a move. Don't just sit there. Just have your 
you have one of them. You know, I don't remember when the the Browns were like suck. They suck real bad, and they had the little brown bags on. Just have that brown bag over your head because you're 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 nobody. Even though you own the team, you're nobody. Just put a brown bag over your face so we can't see you. So you can't see nothing. So you won't be able to do nothing. So that's 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 what I just feel like. That's the a good solution for James Dolan. Sorry, I'm being kind of mean, but I don't really care. I really don't. I'm just tired of owners like this that just that sucks the life out of teams like this that have a chance to do something great. And when they do ha- and they and they try to do something great, like make the playoffs for the first time in like 10 years, and you have owners like this that just does stupid stuff to try to get in the media and stay in and stay just stay out of the media. Like how hard is that? But he can't because he's a little boy, because he has been given everything he wanted, and now that he's not getting everything he's wanted. And now that people are talking about him, he can't take it. So what he does, he abuses his power and kick out a fan because, oh, well, they said I banned ban Dolan jerseys. Suck it up. Suck it up. You suck. That's why. Ban. Yeah, it's their right. Ban them. Like, like, why? You can't suck it up and just take it, take the take the pain, take the flag and say, okay, it is my fault. Instead of being a big baby and kicking out somebody because you got power, just because you got a little bit of power. And that's all I got to say about the Knicks and their ownership. I, the Knicks, the, as players and the owners and the GM, good luck to y'all. But to James Dolan, like I said, kicks rocks with your socks off. That's what I'm going to say about him. That's all I got good to say about him. Um, but uh, sp- speaking of what I got to say, and in other sports news, the Falcons signed running back Mike Davis to a two-year deal worth $5.5 million. million. Uh, Giants signed former Titans quarterback, cornerback, or Dory Jackson to a three-year deal worth $39 million. Um, we, L.A. has a homecoming of a, a homecoming boy. Uh, I don't know if he's homecoming, like he won homecoming queen, but this is a home, it's a homecoming for him. Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun Jackson agrees to a, a one-year deal with the Rams. Uh, the Broncos signed Pro Bowl cornerback Kyle Fuller. To a degree of terms, actually, to a one-year deal worth nine point five million. Um, the Giants sign are signing wide receiver Kenny Galladay to a four-year deal worth seventy-two million million dollars. Um, Adama Kunsu signs a, a deal with the Buccaneers, finalizing that deal uh, for one year and nine million. Uh, the Jags sign quarterback C.J. Beathard to a two-year deal worth. Five million, five million, not in a year, but five million in the two years between the two years. So it's about two point five million uh, a year. And then Buckner's extend the contract of left tackle Donovan Smith agrees to terms with a two year deal worth three point thirty one point eight million extension with clears uh, ten point six million in cap cap space and all purpose uh, running back. James White signs a one-year deal worth uh, $2.5 million. Damian Williams agrees to a one-year deal with them um, Chicago Bears. So that's about it with NFL free agency. So, man, that's a lot of things. Like I said, a lot of things going to happen. A lot of things has happened. And NFL, I mean, the Damian Williams thing, that's going to be good. They got another running back. Uh, they signed back James White. The Patriots signed back James White. Uh, the Buccaneers pretty much pretty much brung back everybody. Lena Fournette has resigned with the 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 49, I mean not the 49s, but he's resigned with back with the 
um, Buccaneers. I mean, the only thing they got now is uh, Antonio Brown, and uh, Antonio Brown is like really the only hold up right now. He might he might sign with somebody else, bro. Though I really feel like he's not gonna stay with the Buccaneers. That's the only probably the only one I think they're gonna stay. Everybody else is probably gonna go somewhere else. I mean, everybody else pretty much stayed. So it's gonna be that's gonna be, Buccaneers are gonna be right there back where they need to be. I feel like, um, but I just don't think they're gonna win the championship. And that's not just me saying because I hate Tom Brady and I hate the Buccaneers now. That's not because of that. It's just because I feel like a lot of teams have gotten better. The Cardinals have gotten better. That's gonna be a little. That's not gonna be easy out. The Green Bay Packers are always gonna be in it if you got Aaron Rodgers. If you got Aaron Rodgers, you always gonna be in it. So that's they're gonna be still there. You got teams like the Chicago Bears. They're gonna be pretty good this year. Um, the Rams are gonna be pretty good this year. You have the the, the like the Saints, even though they got uh, James Winston, they're not gonna be easy out. I mean, I'm 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 feeling like a lot of teams are gonna be. Coming for that, the Buccaneers. I mean, they are not going to be, and their defense is pretty much. They pretty much resigned everybody on their defense, so that's good for the uh, the Buccaneers. But man, they might they might end up winning, winning eight. I mean, the Tom Brady might end up winning eight. You never know. But I, I'm just not feeling that the Buccaneers are going to win in the game because you got you got a feeling that like if they if they end up having a rematch of the Super Bowl uh, last year with the Chiefs and Buccaneers, you already know like <laughs> like. Uh, what's his name? I'll say Sammy Watkins. By the way, Sammy Watkins signed with the. I think he signed with. Uh, I think well, not the Rams. He signed with some team. I just saw it. Sammy Watkins re-signed with. Let me break my research department. Sammy Watkins signed with somebody. Let me see. Oh yeah, I got it now. Sammy Watkins signed back. Signed, he not signed. He ain't signed back with Chiefs. He signed with the Baltimore Ravens, the team that the Chiefs beat. So. That the, the Baltimore Ravens are gonna be really good this year. I mean, they always are really good. Like with the exception, I mean, they're really good. Ain't no exception really. <laughs> they're 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 gonna be really good this year. The Bills are gonna be really good this year. So that that AFC is gonna be a little tough to be like get out of. And uh, I think people are automatically gonna put the Buccaneers as favorites because just because they won last year and they have Tom Brady at helm, which is not a bad reason why to. Put them as favorites, but I'm I'm feeling like the Packers are gonna be in there, and I'm not saying it because I'm a Packers fan. But when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna probably in, be in that conversation every time. You're gonna be a favorite to win. L.A. is gonna be a favorite to win too. The defense is primarily still there. This defense is primarily still here. The offense is still good. They still got the running backs. They still got Cooper Cup. They still got the the wide receiver. I forgot his name. Um, like Cooper Cup and what's the other guy's name? Let me check my research department again. That uh wide receiver. I'm trying to make sure that I get the wide receiver name right. Oh, I got the name. This is Robert Woods. And then also you got Leonard Ford back. You have Deshaun Watson. You just added Deshaun Watson to your offense. You got Andrew Withworth. He's still there as your offensive line. Cam Akers is still there at running back. Jalen Ramsey is still there on defense. One of the best corners in the game. So you, your team is primarily back. Even you didn't really get rid of a lot during free agency. I mean, the only thing you get got rid of is the uh, quarterback, which I think actually great thing is an upgrade. Uh, me knowing it because I've, I've watched a lot of, uh, of uh, what's his name, Matt Stafford because he played against us multiple times, so he's really good. And that's a, I think that's an upgrade because he's a better. I don't say he's a tougher guy because I think they're tough. Tough is kind of like underrated a little bit. It's underrated a lot because you don't really got a lot of guys that's that, that tough. Or you most of the time when you get a tough guy, most of the time. It's like almost in a sense, it feels like you almost killing yourself. Cause you got like people that's tough, but then they gave a lot of intercepts. Like, bro, I was a tough guy, but people kind of underline, but they know he's been a, been a tough guy, but sometimes they're like, okay, t- don't take the hit. Like, so sometimes 
being a tough guy can be a, I ain't say a bad thing, but sometimes uh, being a tough guy can sometimes get you injured, which have gotten um, Matt Stafford injured a lot of times. So, I mean, that it's so, so being a tough guy. I mean, and I don't mean a tough guy, like, it, it's not a bad thing being a tough guy. I'm not going to say that because I'm a tough guy. I mean, I mean, I, you can't look at me now because I'm on audio, but if you look at me, you think I'm a tough guy. I'm about 5'8". I mean, on a good day, I'm about 5'8". So, yeah, on a good day, I'm yeah, on a good day, I'm about 5'8". So, I look like a pretty tough guy. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, being tough ain't, ain't bad at all. But, um, y'all, I love that I, this good talk that we had today. So, before I leave, though, I need you guys to go to the – if you want to listen to the podcast, I know because I know you love listening to the podcast, you can go to Stitcher and just listen to the podcast and listen to the whatever you want to call a podcast. Or if you don't got Stitcher, you can go to Spotify and listen to the whatever you want to call a podcast. But if you don't have Spotify or you don't have Stitcher, if you have an Apple iPhone, you most likely have it. You can go to Apple iTunes. You can go to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And listen to the whatever you want to call a podcast. And you can start listening. You can listen to old episodes and new episodes. But I, you can listen to both. But I, I prefer you to listen to new ones. because I mean, But you can listen to old ones too. So it doesn't even matter. But just listen to it. You never know what you might like. Well, you never know if I might shout you out. If you message me and speak that shout out. If you, I might shout you out. Never know. I might shout you out. If you uh, go to my Twitter. Then whatever you want to call a podcast Twitter. I mean, not whatever you want to call it podcast, Twitter, but the whatever you want to call it, uh, Facebook page, I might shout you off. You, you just mentioned me or none, something like that. I might shout you out. I might give you, if you have a question, I might shout out your question and answer it for you. Or if you don't have Facebook and you don't really, or you don't be on Facebook like that, you can go to my Twitter at Marquise95Sports and go to my Twitter. You can tweet me and I can just tweet you back and answer your question on the podcast. Or if you don't have a Twitter or you don't have a Facebook or you don't want to go on either one of them, you can go to my Instagram. You can direct message me and I'll shout you out and I'll answer your question. So, you guys, before I leave, I would like to thank you for listening to the podcast. So, see you guys and thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.